Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. Got another boardroom chat coming. I'm so excited. Thank <laughs> you for being here with us. Amen. I, you know, it's amazing how this uh, internet, I guess you want to call it, or social media, how you can just touch the world. And a lot of people write us and say, you know, we love these boardroom chats because, like, we're sitting in your living room, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. This is now Studio C where Kathy, I, I just built this studio for her. And she, she moved the boardroom chats in here and all that kind of stuff, so I appreciate you doing yeah, that. Yeah, Studio blessing. C has two sets. This is the boardroom set, one mm -hmm. of the sets in Studio C. And then just behind the camera there is another set called my, Kathy's yeah. white parlor I'm, set. I, I'm surprised, because I didn't know what you, uh, did, did you think you was going to put something else here beside the boardroom Oh, yeah, chat? it's big enough to do both. Oh, yeah, you can do it all. We like to multi-purpose things. Amen. Hallelujah. And this used to be a, a big a garage. garage where yeah. we held a television truck, and it was held with storage for a while, so we right. still had the walls and the ceiling. Amen, so yeah. We were able to convert it. Still, a lot and of things went into it. And thanks to our faithful financial partners, it's cost over a million dollars to do all this. Because, you know, this is actually the it's cheap. It's not, yeah, this, not this, the This front is the cheap part. stuff. <laughs> this, what you see, is the cheap stuff. What's behind that camera is not cheap. That's the cameras and then all the electrical stuff and all yeah, the and stuff it takes. And about five miles of wire. Right. All kinds of different things. But, but they everything did it. in here that you see on the, on the, the, that you watch through the camera, we picked out ourselves. Praise we put our heart into it because yeah. we. Well, actually, you picked it out. You I'll, let me pick it I'll up. I'll let you pick it up. Like, <laughs> like a little piece in my life. Praise <laughs> God. Let her do the decorating. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Are you ready? Let's I'm always ready. Head. What is your definition of rich? Huh. Well, I hadn't thought about that in a while. My definition of rich, I guess, for me, it's having everything that I need or want and uh, no needs. Okay. I want to talk about that today because that's what people freak out over. In this day, especially if you're a preacher, my definition of rich is happiness. See, because money don't make you happy. It, it, it doesn't. Because I have been a very wealthy man when I was a young man. And I, I was so, remember that? I, it was one of the worst disappointments of my life because I was raised very poor. And I thought, boy, if I just get enough money, you know, I'm going to be a happy man. I never forget, we were 21, 22 years old. I'm making really great money. And I told Kathy in a hotel room, because I was a rock musician in those days, and why, how come I'm not happy? Good Lord. Because, see, what I needed was God, but I never thought of God as a person. I thought of God as the Holy Roman Catholic Church. So money became, uh, it was really a disappointment. Now, money don't make you happy, but it makes you comfortable while you're miserable, right. <laughs> which means this, you don't have to worry about your utility bill and stuff like that. But I want to talk about what is the definition of rich. And, 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 and because so many people, I, I've seen some people that didn't have a lot, but were the happiest people you ever saw. Happy family, happy life, everything just going great. And the guy next to him may have made $100,000 more a year, maybe more than that, struggling, beating their brains out in turmoil and stuff. There's a scripture in the book of 1 Timothy, and I want to go to it. And I, and I want to explain this because, you see, the church world for millenniums have said that poverty is a blessing. But if you notice something, that's, that's, that's actually, that's a religious lie. Because you know why I know that to be true? Now, don't get mad at me. Let me show you why. Because if you go look at the church, the church is not poor. I mean, my God, man, the church has got a lot of wonderful, beautiful stuff in it, which is okay with me. What they worry about is you. But you see, the only way they can get that is somebody being a blessing to right. them. Right. You talk about the main organization yes. for most denominations. That's They're correct. pretty prosperous. Yes, very prosperous, which right. I have no problem with that. But why would they say that? to take a vow of poverty. It's a curse. It's literally a curse. 
Now, people think money's bad, and I want to say this, and I want you to listen to me, because I believe I'm going to explain something that's going to help you. There's no such thing as bad money. You've heard me say that if you've come to some of my meetings. There's such a thing as falling in love with money, which is the root of all evil. Because what happens is, God don't mind you being blessed, but you can be tempted and snared to do things you should not do because of the finance. But if you have control over that, you've got no problem. You don't fall in love with money because money don't love you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It don't love you. It's just a tool that you use in the economic world. But I want to show you what Paul was writing to, to Timothy, his protege. And Kathy, it is in verse 17 of 1 Timothy chapter 6. And you can get the uh, message or whatever other translation. I want to say, read it here. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things. How many things? All. How many things, Lord? <laughs> I say all things to enjoy. Now, would you read that and amplify it for me if you have it? Okay, verse 17. Oh, I thought you said message. Okay, so message is good. There. Read the message. It's fine. Okay, uh, it says in the Message Bible, verse 17 and 18. It okay, says, no, I want you to read verse just 17. 17 alone. Okay. okay. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so mm -hmm. obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches we could ever manage. Okay, now read that in the Amplified. Okay. If you don't mind. I don't mind. If you can. Then I want to get into this. As for the rich in this world, charge them not to be so proud and arrogant and contemptuous of others, nor to set their hopes on uncertain riches, but on God, who richly and ceaselessly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Now, do you have it in the passion? I do. Yeah. Read in the passion. Passion. Okay. I want you to get this verse. Yeah, I'm to, all, uh, to all the rich of this world, I command you to not be wrapped up in thoughts of pride over your prosperity ah. or rely on your wealth, for your riches are unreliable and nothing compared to the living God. Trust instead in the one who has lavished upon us all good things, fulfilling our every need. Okay, that, now I'm going to read the King James again. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. That they be not high-minded. Why would money make you high-minded? I mean, you ought to be glad that you're blessed. You shouldn't be looking down on anyone because we all, because I don't care how much money you make in life, you're not taking any with you when you die. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are, none. Even in the rapture of the church, I mean, your money ain't going, your, your safe deposit box is not going to go up neither. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm Everything that's is going to stay except you if you're born again. So that's what I want to talk about. It's okay to have money as long as money don't, have you. If you want to title this, it's what is the definition of rich? See, rich is happiness. When you're able to be a blessing to someone, when you're able to do things that they never thought they would ever receive, which is verse 18. You see, now God said he gives you all things to richly enjoy. All things. Now people, see, a theologian, Kathy, get into this thing and say, well, that's spiritual thing. No, all things are spiritual, physical, financial, Everything. Mm -hmm. This watch was given to me by a great, great friend of mine, a lawyer friend of mine in it, Houston, Texas. His father owned this watch. His father. I mean, right. him and his, his uh, father were some of the finest men I ever met in my life. His dad's now in heaven. And I didn't want to take this. I want you to look at it. See, it's a Rolex, uh, what do they call that? A stainless steel and gold. And I said, maybe you ought to give this to your son since this is your father's watch. But his father really loved me and I loved him. And, I, and uh, he said, no, I think my dad would love to have it. Now, I am richly enjoying this watch because 
Not because it's a Rolex. No, but because they thought enough. What I would make this an heirloom to his son, which is the grandson, to me, you know. But I thought enough of me and their dad who said, let, let, give this to Brother Jesse. Now, you see what I'm saying? I am richly enjoying that. I'm not in love with it. I'm in love with what's behind that watch. Right. You which is love, the love of God that passed it all understanding. Yeah, you don't love things. You right. Love, you love people. Right. And, and the memory is, is a beautiful It's just thing. every time I, I put it on, I go, man, I think about that wonderful man. He'd come to the visionary conference, him and his son. What a blessing of the Lord. His, fun, his son's an attorney. Then I'll keep his name private, but his son's an attorney there in the Houston area. And I thought, wow, you know, to richly enjoy. Well, I richly enjoy all things. I richly enjoy cheap things. And what I mean by cheap things that don't cost a lot of money. See, I made up my mind when I buy something, it don't have to, it don't, it don't have to be expensive. It can be, you know, but I mean, I, I, it doesn't have to be. I don't care. I mean, you know, like sometimes if I buy something that costs, uh, if I see a pair of shoes that cost $10 and I like it, I'm going to buy it. Right. You know, in fact, the other day I was walking, <laughs> I was coming out of New York and I walked into this, uh, I was in White Plains, New York, and there's this phenomenal mall there in Westchester. I don't know the name of them all. But anyway, to make a long story short, I went up in there. Was there I, they, I call them tennis shoes, sneakers. There was a pair of sneakers in there, about 1500 bucks from Italy. I, I, I let it stay in Italy. I said, I ain't spending no $1,500. But you know what? It was beautiful. Now, why didn't I buy it? Because I didn't think it was worth it. See, there's a lot of things in life that may cost a lot that may not be worth it. May not and there's a lot of things that's very cheap that may not be worth it. Yeah. See, it works on both sides of the, the coin. What you assess value Right, to, see. Right. So what he says here, uh, Paul's telling uh, uh, Timothy, because you, the love of money is the root of all reason. Not money, because you live in an economic world. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Living God, not a God that's a statue, but a living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. So everything I've ever had in my life, since I've been born again, I have richly enjoyed because it comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now watch, I want to read verse 18, then I want you to read those translations. They, they do good, talking about the rich people, that they be rich in good works, which means, my God, they, they work in this thing, ready to distribute, to be a blessing, willing to communicate. Would you please uh, read that in uh, whichever... Uh, I'm about the, the Amplified. Okay, the Amplified, be fine. Eight, verse 18 says, Charge them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be liberal and generous of heart, Ready to share with others. Okay. I, I, okay. Now read the, uh, which one you got, passion? I can do message? whatever one you want. Let's do the message next. Okay. Uh, verse 18, do, to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. Praise the Lord. Like I like that. That's verse 18. And then uh, let me see which other one we So in other words, do. it's okay to be extravagantly generous. Let's look at the passion. That's not a sin. That's a wonderful thing. I like that. Well, and again, in the Passion, Passion Translation, is very similar. It says, remind the wealthy to be rich in good works of extravagant generosity, Praise willing to share with others. Okay, let me, let me give you an example of what we did today. Uh, we was in White Plains, New York, a really pretty place. There's a cheesecake factory real close to the, uh, uh, to the hotel we were staying in. So I walked across the street from the hotel to the cheesecake factory. Me and the two partners, we met. Yeah, okay. I wasn't there. She wasn't he says, there. we, I'm thinking, who's, who's with you? Yeah, in my palace, you know. <laughs> To make a long story short, we sat down and, 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 and you know, we ordered. And uh, this lady really, she worked, you know, served us. So we gave her a 20% tip. And the Lord spoke to us and said, give her $100. So I gave her another $100. She went, oh. I said, well, you know, everybody got to make a living. Okay. That was um, Monday. Tuesday, uh, the pot said, what do you want to eat? I said, let's go back to that cheesecake factory because they got a menu 
my God, I don't know how much, how much food is on these menus. I mean, four, five, six, ten pages of menu. Went back, guess what we got? The same waitress. We sat down. Now, she didn't assume that I would do that again. See? So anyway, watch this. We ordered. We ate. Uh, got the bill. Gave her 20%. Lord said, gave her another $100. She said, oh, you did it yesterday. I said, uh, I said yeah. You mean you would... Uh, 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 I can't do it today. Oh no, I didn't say. But she, she couldn't get up. She couldn't get over the generosity. And if I would have ate that the next day, I'd have done the same thing. The again. extravagant generosity. Yeah, it was such a blessing to be able to be a blessing because this girl that was, was extravagant by anybody's. I mean, she's state. carrying you know glasses of tea and work. I mean, you know people. I mean, you know they got some people. They, they sad, you know. They they don't they won't tip a waitress and they're doing a good job or a waiter or whatever, and it was just amazing. You see. I, what was you ready to do? I was ready to distribute. Mm -hmm. Now watch this. So I got, I just had the giving spirit come on me. So when I gave her the second hundred, this is the next day. I look at the pilots and I gave him a hundred. I gave one hundred and another. Now, now that meal's costing me 370 bucks. <laughs> it was a great thing to do. I'm not bragging about that. I could brag more with that money in my pocket than I could in someone else's. And, 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 and my pilots were shocked. They went, oh, boss, yeah, what are you doing? I said, being a blessing, Red, distributing, doing good works, ready to communicate. Now, what's wrong with that? See, that's what rich people should do. But there are a lot of wicked rich people. All they're interested in is one thing, and that's that dollar bill or that pound or that euro or wherever you may live, whatever kind of money y'all have in the country you live in. But I make up my mind. God gives me, I love being a blessing, but I don't let people take advantage of me now. Right. You know, I, well, I see sometimes I want to be a blessing. And I feel one time I really wanted to bless this minister because he needed help. And the Lord said something to me that shocked me. This is probably 20 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. He said, if you'll do that, you'll stop my discipline. Hmm. I said, your discipline? See, what happened is that man had fallen in love with money. And he was looking at people as the source instead of God. Mm -hmm. See, that's what it says in verse 17. Uncertain riches. Let me tell you something. Money will come to you fast, but will leave you quick. You ever notice when you break $100, how quick the rest of it goes? Boom. Just like, because it's uncertain. You see what I mean? It's very uncertain. So I realized it's a blessing to be a blessing. Right. It's a blessing to be blessed. Right. And I don't know why people fight this prosperity so much when my God, all it'll do if you don't fall in love with it I could answer that is question. be a blessing. Go ahead, answer. I could answer that question. Go. I don't know why they, that is uh, taught, you know, thought about that way. It's because of centuries of wrong teaching. That's right. And they, they, have, they come from the idea that if you seek out any kind of a nice thing in life or a nice home or anything, any blessing, right. uh, then you're really not seeking God. Right. So it, it, it's a warped way of thinking. And I think it's demonic, really, because I think the devil has tried to put people down for so long. But God really wants, has a teaching. In, uh, you could follow the life of Abraham. He, God's blessing came in the earth. And when we believe the blessing, then God is glorified. Amen. And the devil doesn't want God to be glorified. So he's brought in this warped, wrong way of thinking. Yeah. Kind of basically, we've often used the term, they've been, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, religiously Religiously brainwashed. brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. Well, it's not just the New Testament. That's a statement Brother Kagan had yeah, for years. That. But Old Testament is very clear on God's blessing is available Amen. to those who are obedient. Well, you know, I've been married to Kathy 51 years, and I I'm going to give you a great compliment. Okay. And I've got, I've gave her a lot of things, but she never, every, everything I've ever gave her, she didn't say this. I want to see the receipt, and it better be expensive. You never said that. I want to see how much it costs, because it better be 
a lot of money. You never said that. You know why she was glad? Because she's a good person, but she was glad that she just wanted to be a blessing. Now, I've given her some very expensive things, and I've given her some cheap things, you know, just stuff I thought you might like, you know, things of that nature. That's what I'm saying, you know. It's, but there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of time if you give them something, it better be a lot, and it better be expensive, or I ain't taking it. Well, that's sad. That's just totally, completely sad. I never forget, I love your mom. She's but uh, Irene's what, almost 90 years old? And she said, and, uh, I gave, she wanted some of my shirts. Is that right? This was so funny. I, I just got to say it. Look at that. No, you don't have to. Yeah, and, and she auctioned them off on eBay or something Didn't like that. Didn't auction them. My mother. Oh, how you did it? It was so this. funny. I was I very was proud great. of her, actually. Yeah. She had this garage sale that she would have once in a while. And then I remember coming to a place where I wanted to get rid of some things that I had in my house. I really didn't have the time to do a garage sale, so I sent yeah. it over to her. So she started having like this perpetual garage sale yeah. at, at her house. And then, so I brought her over some nice things of Jesse. So she shifted up, she kicked it up a notch. Instead of being a garage sale, she started this eBay account, which I don't really don't know how to do that, but she Maybe. did. I'm sure uh, my sister, Myra, who's very tech savvy, probably helped her and maybe her children. And so mom had this eBay account and she would put things on. And one thing I think she put in, Warren, this belonged to Jesse Duplantis. <laughs> I think she got $60 for this shirt that she had never worn. Yeah, the guy, which the was person worth that. Did it he wear it? Shirt. Yes, I'm paying it. I want to buy it. Gave, gave her 60 and she wasn't trying to rip people off, but I My thought that was so funny. Has Who would want a shirt that I wore? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I know you don't. <laughs> but why do you wear my T-shirt sometimes? I don't. Yes, you do. I do? Yes, you do. I have. I don't. <laughs> okay, you have. Why don't you tell the truth? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see that, see, we're ready to distribute. Now, I don't walk up to people. I don't, I don't like it when people come up to me and say, you know, the Lord told me that you're going to pay for me to go on vacation. Well, he didn't say nothing to me. And, you know, if he'd have said something to me, I would. That's not the issue. See, that's a using. That's an abuse. That's actually a hint that they're in love with money. True. You see what you I'm know, saying? You don't have to that's be the beginning wealthy of sorrow to be in love right with there. money. People Ooh. who are poor are in love with money. That's they right. seek it and that's all they think about. Then you have to have a right relationship to money to prosper Amen. in this life and, and realize that everything we have comes from God. In fact, I was just thinking about it. I couldn't find the exact verse, but I remember I was reading in the Bible how David, the king, uh, King David, how he built the tabernacle and he had all this accumulated wealth that he had had from the different uh, battles that he had right. won, spoils of war, whatever right. might have happened. But he had all of this that he gave to the kingdom of to the building of the tabernacle, the first tabernacle. Right. He was to build that, but of course his son Solomon built it. But he had a port, there was a scripture, and if I could find it, I'll read it a little later, but he talked about how everything I have comes from you. I'm right. giving this to you, but really this came from you. And so when we have a right relationship with money, we realize that everything we have comes from God. So he wants us to imitate him and be generous. He was generous, he's generous with us, so he wants to, us to be generous with others. Well, you, but be led by his spirit, because they're, like you were saying, there are always those who would want to squander God's blessing or not value it right. or right. take advantage of another person. And God doesn't want that. Well, like, you see, when you have a right relationship with money, then you'll understand the definition of what rich means. Mm -hmm. Is this truly a blessing? Now, you can be a philanthropist, and, and that's a wonderful thing, but philanthropy won't get you to heaven. No. I don't care how much money you give the church. That's I don't right. care how many wonderful, great things that you do. That's not, that was salvation free. Yeah. But it definitely isn't cheap. Remember that time? It cost you, Jesus his life. That's remember, you, I was just thinking about it, it won't get you to heaven. Remember the time you said you heard 
uh, Denzel Washington, was he on oh, the yeah, Tonight that, Show or something? It was, like, it was, it, it he was, was being it, interviewed. And it was great. I, I, I don't know Denzel. I, I love his movies. I think he's a great actor. Anyway, he was talking about his mother was saying, she told him, Denzel, you can't pay, you can't buy your way into heaven or something like that. Because he's had, very generous, I right. think, with the church and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And he made him think a little bit. He, I, I don't guess he was trying to. He was just trying to be a blessing. But he said he loved the Lord, but he wasn't living right. You see, in other words, to love the Lord, you have to live right. If you're going to have a good marriage, you're going to have to live right. I mean, you're just going to have to live right. You see, it's pretty simple. Whether you got money or not, it will destroy a message if you're not living right. You see, in other words, or honoring each other. So when you understand with that, he says that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Mm -hmm. Let me give you something that literally happened here. In 2005, we got hit by one of the biggest hurricanes that ever hit the city of New Orleans. I remember, I've been through so many different hurricanes. I never forget in, in 1964, 65, Hurricane Betsy came. She was a Cat 3 or Cat 4, I think. And oh, I'll never forget that. I was, I was about 12, 14 years old, something like that. And then we, uh, then her, the next uh, 1969 Hurricane Camille, which hit Biloxi. And we were helping people. Well, 2005 came and we had just finished a citywide crusade in Portland, Maine. Maine. And we flew back. As soon as we flew back, they told us to mandatory evacuate, get out of here, and all that kind of stuff. So we got home. We went home. I don't think we was home a day. Right. And we had to leave and all that kind of stuff, you know, because they wanted us to and things like that. And years ago, they didn't tell you to do that. They just told you, if you want to, fine. Just hang it out. You just, and you know, most people actually did, for, I don't, I'm not telling them not to evacuate. They seemed to do better when they stayed, you know. They just kind of handled it, you know. Anyway, and of course, some people died too. These things are serious. But when Hurricane Katrina hit, now think about a city like Chicago, New York, Dallas, Fort Worth, Los Angeles, San Francisco, uh, you know, Denver, New Orleans. All of it shut down. What do you mean by shut down? Let me explain that. You can't use a credit card because the credit card grid is destroyed. Can't go to the bank because the bank is destroyed. No electricity, no sewer facilities, no sewage facilities, nothing. Zero. Grocery stores gone. Everything. There was over 500,000, you heard me right, refrigerators and freezers that were destroyed during Hurricane Katrina. They had it. They, they, they would, it stunk. I never stopped preaching. I was yeah, they were on the side of the road. People yeah, had taken I mean, them out of their house. And they had house. food in it because it had spoiled and everything. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Okay. What we decided to do immediately, and we were the first a corporate aircraft to be allowed to come into New Orleans after Katrina because we were helping people. I want to explain that. I'm sure ready to distribute, willing to communicate. When we got there, now watch it. I knew we were going to be sweating like dogs, no electricity. Said they wouldn't get it for at least eight weeks. Blah, blah, this and that. No food, nothing, zero. We landed, and they were taking any vehicle that they considered a high-water vehicle. Okay, now watch this. To make a long story short, we came here and we went to work. We did everything we could. I mean, my God. And thank God that me and Kathy had enough sense that we rented some apartments and some condos and all kinds of stuff because we knew there would be massive destruction in certain areas. Make a long story short, when we got back, and uh, I mean, it was rough, boy. And we hadn't taken a bath in a week, and it's hot. And, you know, it seems like when a, a, a hurricane comes by and, and when it leaves, it just gets hotter. Cleans out there, just hot, man. And, uh, but we came to help people. Well, there was a pizza place that opened up 
And there, there was a line at least 400 yards long. You know how long? That's four football fields. To get something hot. Okay, well, the Marine people were dropping down MR, meals ready to eat, MREs. I mean, it was, this is rough. People being, you know, evacuated off of roofs and all that kind of stuff. But we stayed there. So when they saw me and Kathy, they said, uh, Reverend, why don't you just go ahead and go to the front of the line? People are real nice. And we went, no. And people just like, no, I said, we just like everybody else. I said, we ain't no better than anybody else. We're in this line. We're going to wait here just like everybody else. And I got a chance to preach the gospel and all that kind of stuff and had a nice time. But thank God that we had some money. And thank God that people begin, our partners and wonderful friends begin to send money to us. There's one very famous preacher, if I, I'll keep his name private because I believe he'd wanted to be there, sent me $100,000 and he said this, if you want that money to get to the people, you give it to Jesse the Plans. He ain't going to keep it. And we did. Ladies and gentlemen, we gave away $3 million. Not in one day, but I'm talking about in rentals, food, everything. Kathy opened up something called Covenant Compassion Center, which was the back end of, was that the back of, was the church built there? Yeah. Well, it's where our, our youth meet, yeah. you know, where we have, it's, it's a, a little space. We had clothes, we had food. Why is it? I have enough computers to choke a horse in this ministry. Well, people lost all their computers. So we had just um, uh, redone all our new computers and things, and they were up high, so they didn't, we didn't get no water, thank God. And uh, so there were people, and I remember you said, do you, did, yeah, did you have a computer? Oh, yeah, but we lost it. And you said, well, take one of those, which was much better. My old ones that we were going to throw away, or, you know, we couldn't sell them, but, but were much better than the people that got them at the house. And so we were just not bragging on it. It was a blessing. But the story I want to tell was this man walks into my office, and Kathy made little packets of money. I've forgotten how much you put in those. Because the only thing that worked was cash. Can't use a credit card, so you can't buy gas. Can't, it's, all the, it's gone. There's the credit card grid won't work, no electricity. So Kathy said, we're going to give you this packet of cash. Now, be careful with this if you start back to work, you know, you know, you, you, because you can't use your credit card. You can't get to the bank till all that opens up. And uh, this man walked in with his daughter. She was about six, seven years old. And um, this man had tears, and I said, I, he said, but Jesse, he said, I, I, I thank you. He said, listen, um, uh, you know, I, I need some help. He said, I'm, I'm down here. I'm going to fix my house. It's all flooded out. I said, I'll tell you what. I stopped him. Uh, you know, I interrupted him. I said, listen, I got a condo um, and, or an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, fully furnished. Why don't you go ahead and use that? He said, are you serious? And he didn't know what to do. I said, yeah, go ahead and use it. Well, how much I owe you? I said, nothing. Stay as long as you want. What? Stay as long as you want. I said, my, he said, well, I'll be working every day on my house. I said, stay as long as you want. Now, the thing touching me when I think about this, I got a whole because I don't cry easy, but that, a child, when a child says something, it tell you up. The little girl, she, she grabs my leg and looks up at her dad and says, I told you, Daddy, that Jesus and Brother Jesse would help us. Okay, well, we did. Well, I expected him to be in there at least three months, four months. It wasn't four weeks. He comes back. And I said, there's something wrong. No, he said, man, I got my house. I, 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 I tore all the drywall out in the sheetrock. I got it. I don't have any carpet that's on the, con you know, on the slab, but we can move in. You know, and I, we finally got some electricity. And I, it, I said, great. And he said, I said, well, you have any furniture? Well, no, no. I said, well, take the furniture that's in the uh, apartment. He goes, but it's brand new furniture. I said, yeah, I cut a deal with a furniture guy because uh, we were getting uh, 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 unfurnished apartments and condos, trailers, anything we could get that could get you out the rain, get you out the heat, you know. He started crying again. I said, no, take it. 
I said, and then I called the guy and I said, listen, I'm just giving away. He, he said, hey, I'll, I'll give you the same deal that you bought in this. One. And we helped. And when it turned out, I told my financial department, I said, I want to make sure y'all keep accurate records. People were giving money, sending in money to us. Accurate records that we don't take one dime, one penny, one nickel of that money to go into Justice Plans Ministries. And, and because, you know, because we didn't have any damage, thank God. God was great to us. Now, that's what I mean by willing, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now, for you people that don't, that maybe not like me because I'm a prosperous man, was that bad? I'm waiting for an answer. Am I a bad person? Huh? I'm not asking you to do anything. Wait a minute. I realized something, and I hope you understand why I'm because I'm, I'm opening my heart to you. I know how to handle money. It doesn't control me. I control it. Because I understand the scripture, we live in an economic world, and you have to use those kind of money. And we did a blessing. Now, some people found out about that. Oh, let's go over there. We had one lady. I don't know if you caught her someone. She went out. And got a bunch of stuff, filled a car. Then she went, changed her clothes in the car, put a wig on, and came back in and said, get another load. Somebody caught her. I don't know. Was it you or someone? They told me about it. I didn't see it. Well, Covenant Compassion Center was, <laughs> I staffed You it. always got some guy, somebody, that, you know, trying to, you know, right. work the system. Go ahead. Well, I had, uh, Covenant Compassion Center was a big space that we had allocated. Originally, it was Children's Church when there, but we moved the children to another place so that we could get all these. People were sending in donations, so I had yeah. some, I staffed someone to manage it. We put a, a grief counselor in there. We had a security person in there. We had people sign in so we'd know who was coming in. We tried to help the needy, not the greedy, is how we said it, because yeah. there were some that would come in and take advantage of the situation. So we had limitations on some things. Uh, right. Just had to. so that we could make sure more people were cared for. So it was a beautiful thing that the Lord did. But I, I like what you were saying in the scripture about uh, ready to distribute. The reason we were able to distribute on that level is because people from other places had given to us. Right. In fact, we had evacuated during Katrina. We went to San Antonio, Texas. And I remember that the John Hagee and Diana Hagee were a great blessing to us. Oh, man. In fact, we went to church that Sunday while we were evacuated. And they re we received, they gave an offering from the church uh -huh. to our ministry because they knew that we would be able to help people. And oh, I remember yeah. they gave it, and they were Joel able Steve to do did it. too. Yes, in uh, different uh, ones. Creflo Dollar did, Brother Copeland did. Right. And 100% of it went to the people. You know, you remember that preacher, we'll keep his name, he said, man, I didn't give that money to the, to the people. He said, I took that money and, and uh, uh, I, I got me another building for the church. And, you know, it wasn't just I church. I couldn't believe he said it. He was Yeah, happy. they bought up, prop, scooped up properties that were lower. Uh, yeah, buying. The values <laughs> went down, so they took advantage of the situation. To it was supposed to go to the people. Other churches, actually, and scooped up that property, which was an, a shame. But, but not only the church. They did it in, I heard that, uh, I think it was either Blue Cross or what, not, no, what is it? Red uh, Cross. The Red Cross. And they uh, are good people, Yeah, the they used the money that came in first to rebuild their facility. So it went to their project basically which not, is not wrong but people didn't no, give it for that but the people gave it to help other people That's which is point. what the you fundraisers see, for. And, uh, and i'm not trying to be critical of nobody what i'm saying was uh we're honest people because you know we are not high-minded with the blessing that god has given not bragging on it it's just the way god this is what paul was saying you see and when you understand that now you know you hear people say that well i've had people say well just they write me say pay off my house well, I would if God told me to. And I don't mean this arrogantly. I can. I can. I can pay off more than one house. 
I mean, I can't. I don't mean that pridefully. But what happened, I'm not going to do that because you made me your source. Right. How many times I wanted to bless somebody, and all of a sudden I could see they were making me their source instead of God. So the Lord said, withhold your hand. And I did. You see what I'm trying to say? And now the reason why I'm blessed because I sow, I reap. Yeah, and there's no substitution for the, the satisfaction that comes from doing your own work and being involved Amen. in your own Amen. life. A lot of people want to sit back and let someone else do everything, but that's really an unfulfilled life. There's some value that comes to actually putting your hand to the plow, Amen. doing the work yourself and feeling thankful that God gave you the strength and the energy and provided the resources, but you had a part of it. Amen. You know, God has a great vision for each one of us, but he wants to involve each of us in the process. And when we apply ourselves, there's some satisfaction that comes with a fulfilled project or fulfilled vision. We're sitting today in a fulfilled vision that Amen. we had to build Studio C. And, and we didn't just declare it. Justin and I got behind it, prayed it in. We Other people shared the vision, and they're a part of what we're doing here today. And gave and money. We gave money to help us to do this, to purchase tables, to buy the wiring and the cameras and the lights and pay the staff, all the things that go into getting a vision completed, but it's a joint project. But we, I have personal fulfillment in the fact that we had hands-on experience in getting it done. I actually picked up some things. I love a bargain. I, 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 like, <laughs> I like to get things at a good price. And, and it really feels good that I know it all came together because the Holy Spirit guided our steps. Amen. I can look back today on so many projects, one after another, that I started out getting one, pro, one item, but I can tell that the Holy Spirit led me to that and then to the next one and the next one. And ultimately, when it all got done, I knew I couldn't do it myself. He did it. Amen. He helped me to do it, but I was obedient. I was listening. And what we're seeing today is the result of seeds that we've sown. Amen. And then God brings. So it's a continual process. You know, it's, it's not, we're not the Dead Sea, as we say it. Yeah, we, it all, we're, we, everything it goes in, the Dead Sea, nothing comes out. Things also go out. Yeah. And that has to happen in our own lives. We can't be just takers. We have to be part of the process. See, that's God wants the to get something to you so he can get something through you. Right. And then it continually helps the body of Christ. God called a man named Abraham. He says, you're going to be a blessing to all the families and the nations of the earth. He said, I want you to be a distribution center, one translation Amen. says. And that's what this is. Abraham was a distribution center to get God's blessing in the earth. Well, Kathy, I don't know if you know this. I didn't tell you this. I just got in, you know, I've been traveling a lot. And I was at a FBO. And when I got there, uh, the manager came out and said, hey, how you doing real sweet? Someone's purchased all your fuel to go home. Praise God. And this I week. thought, wait, wait, but we had enough fuel to get back to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. But we have a pretty nice jet, you know. Yeah. They said, well, we want to... Uh, top it off. Huh? Top it off. It wasn't quite topped off mm -hmm. uh, because we would have been too heavy to, to land. land. Right. And so the next meeting I'm going to, the fuel's already paid for. Praise God. Now, that's not God. See... And our partners who helped us. See at this studio, see, there's one person here gave a million dollars. Now, people ain't just doing that to do that. And, it, it, and it's just amazing to me. And we didn't go, oh, praise God. Well, you know, I'm a preacher and you got to give the tithe 10% to me. No, we need to, we play 100% of it. And all the people that got involved in all it, I told them, I said, negotiate, boys. We're negotiators here. We cut deals we, because our wonderful partners wanted us mm -hmm. to do this. It's the same thing with the people that sent in money for Katrina. 100% of it went back out to the people. We never yeah. took a dime, a dollar. Watch me, now watch this. Now, I, I had a little damage 
And when I say little, listen to this. I'm talking two shingles. You know, this long? That way, you know, shingles that on the house? Two shingles. Well, and, but the roof was old. This is a house I had before. It's in 2005. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't make no claim or nothing. My insurance people showed up. They were in the neighborhood going down the street. And they said, well, you're covered with, uh, what's the name of that insurance company? It was I can't remember. State Farm. I State think. Farm, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was State Farm. And, uh, and I said, yeah. He said, uh, do you have any damage? I said, no. I said, well, the, the roof is 20 years old. I said, I'm going to change it anyway. I said, I had a couple of uh, shingles come off about this big. But, you know, it's, it's not, not leaking or nothing. It's just, it, you know, this long. <laughs> he looked at me like, what? <laughs> he said, sir. Because you did not lie to me. I said, no, I'm not lying to you. Why, why, why would you say something? He said, everybody down the street was lying, trying to get my. He said, you lost two shingles. I said, yes. He said, I'll give, uh, we're giving you a whole roof. And he cut it. He, they had a checkbook. They were going and, and paid cash for a whole new roof. I said, but it's only two shingles. I don't care. You told the truth. You didn't try to suck the insurance company. You didn't try to do anything of that nature. And I got a whole new roof. Mm -hmm. Now, I really believe that's because of our giving. And I thought about it because we were being a blessing. Mm -hmm. We didn't say, well, you know, I got, I got two shingles. I, 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 lost, I lost shingles on my roof. Won't you help me? You see what I'm trying? No, yeah. we didn't do any of that. Not bragging on us. What we did was we just honored God. Right. When you have, and God honored us. When you have the blessing of God, you don't have to try to work the system. You right. don't have to try to be you know, manipulate things. Just be honest. I never forget that. I, I, that man, he was, he said, I am enjoying giving you this check. And I think the check was $15,000, I believe it well, was. Well, part of the issue was that, you know, the, the wind blowed sideways and then it brought some, uh, there were some leaks in the, in the ceiling. We could see, we didn't know what it came from. Right. Until we but that happens with a hurricane all the right, time. Right, but. Even though you don't lose shingles. It, man, that, that we wind will push water where it's yeah, we, we had to paint all the ceiling in the well, house. Well, yeah, but that was I would have done that. But it was minor. Yes, it was when I call super Cosmetic, minor. yeah. But God honored us and blessed us over it. You see, what you sow is what you reap. Our faithful partners who help us do these things. Look, look, our prison ministry, we have, man, we send all kinds of magazines and everything. And I believe you've got a great testimony you want to read I from do. a prisoner. I do. And, you know, we just send it for free. Just be a blessing. Well, and. Tell us. Uh, what well, the, the thing is, is, is we don't we forget Jesse how how many how where how far the broadcast goes was it, whether it's the chat or the TV broadcast yeah. or uh, other, other social media posts. We just recently had our visionary conference and it was broadcast live. It's still out there on all our different platforms. That's right. But this was one someone who watched the 2021 visionary conference. We just finished the 2021. That we just one. finished, and it's some a writing someone in prison from Mississippi wrote in and said. And we just got this yesterday, and uh, I'm so glad we we're able to share it with you today. And hopefully you're watching now. It says, I watched the 2021 Visionary Conference, and it had me writing visions down on paper. Your services touched me so much that I just had to send you this note. I'm so excited about the messages as I'm incarcerated. Over the years, my faith had wavered to a point of disbelief. Your preaching and teaching helped revive the dead bones that lie dormant. Thank you so much. God has been amazing himself by showing me just how alive he is lately. Recently, we gained a new commissioner over our facility that exhibits great faith in God, and he is from Louisiana. 
We're happy to have him. He was retired from Louisiana prisons. Thankfully, he agreed to come out of retirement to grace us with his visions for Mississippi prisons. I'll be leaving prison soon, and although I'm originally from Mississippi, my heart has always been in Louisiana. It has been a long 15-year journey in prison, but I'm looking forward to a new, improved Amen. way of life. And this is from a female. Isn't in that a, a blessing of God? Mm -hmm. I mean, that just ministers to me. You mm -hmm. see, we are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. So I'm telling you, when people send us finance, we touch people with and it. And I believe, Jesse, if you remember <laughs> at the Visionary Conference the first night, I think it was the Thursday night, and you can go and find it on our platforms and watch that. But during, right as the worship was con uh, finishing off, I think it was just had two mm -hmm. songs and you stepped up and started mm -hmm. praying and moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Mike Barber was there, who's one of our spiritual sons. He right. has a Great prison man. outreach called Proclaim uh, Ministries, and I believe it's called. Wife. Yeah, and they were there, and he had a word for us to pray for all of those who knew someone that was in prison, and he talked about the prison. I don't know if you remember yes, the remember. details oh, of that, man, but it was powerful. My, and he said he had never done that. He when had, this testimony came in, I believe that was this is that testimony is just one story, in, in the fulfillment of that was declared during that. Conference. Well, you know, Mike said I didn't mean to interrupt you. I said, Mike, you didn't interrupt me. God interrupted me. He wanted you to say that. It was yes. a blessing. See, yes. God, it's amazing. What God, if you just let God do what he wants to do, mm -hmm. he'll bless you spiritually, physically, and financially. I have to say this, too. You can't have what you preach against. If you preach against healing, you're going to be sick all your life. If you preach against salvation, you're going to bust hell wide open. People say, I don't believe that. I don't care. still true. Mm -hmm. If you preach against finance, you're going to be broke. You see what I'm saying? Why don't you receive what the word of God says? Now, and people say, well, you know, people were poor. Paul the Apostle received finance. Peter received finance. John received finance. Right. Whatever, because in their world, it took money to operate and function. See what I'm saying? So when you understand that, that's God's word. So I want to say this right now. I want to thank all our partners and friends who faithfully support this ministry. And let me, they don't have to. They just do it on their own. We are not what we call pressure cooker people, pressure cooker preachers, you know. Um, you know, we just blow the top off the things to try to get you to do that. And I'm not being critical. We're not offering you, uh, uh, I shouldn't say this again, holy oil and holy wine and all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I ain't doing that. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? What I do is I said, I'm going to offer you the faith of God. I'm going to stick my hand out there and say, if you will believe God with it, if two of us on earth agree it's touching, and I'll be you too. God to get your miracle because faith get you a miracle. Faith destroys all distance between me and you, right where you are. Just like this wonderful person that watched there in prison. Mm -hmm. Think about that, my Lord. So let God do what He wants to do. If you'd like to be a partner, I had a guy tell me this the other day. Man, it's hard to be a partner with your ministry because you just don't push it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. But it, and if you don't want, don't do it. Please, for God's sake, don't do it if you don't want to do it. I want you still watching. I want you still being blessed, but if you want to, you can. You can use PayPal if you want to, or you can go to jdm.org. That's our website, and you know, and get on there and hit the donate button and give what you want. If you don't want to, don't do it. Don't do it. You won't hear too many preachers say that. Please, I want you happy, but I also want you blessed. I want you healthy. I want you blessed. Well, the scripture, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. Right. All the time, not some of the time.
You see what I'm saying? We are, and I tell you what, I made it look, if you see me drinking a lot of water, I just got off a treadmill. I got in real late last night. I mean, uh, and, and I didn't get to bed. Kathy, she went like you this. You should just drink regular cold water instead of this Perrier that yeah, you drink because it, it, it's carbonated. It, it, Sometimes see, I see you burping under I your I burp lip. a little bit. Hey, it's natural. <laughs> I can, hopefully y'all don't see it, but I see everything. <laughs> What you gonna do? Oh, you're, hey, you know, you want me to do it out loud? No, thank okay. you, thank you. It's okay. You see, so when you full understand, disclosure, when you understand God, I see you too. Uh, uh, no, you yeah, don't. Yes. No. Okay, why won't you put those glasses on? Cause you're gonna mess up your makeup on your nose. <laughs> okay, since you're talking about my water, <laughs> my burps. Anyway, just be kind. I'm gonna be kind. Praise the Lord. Excuse be me, generous. Kathy. Thank Please you. I pardon. Okay, we're back I to the you. back to the scripture. Praise God. When you understand God's word, I'm telling you, it will work for you. Listen to me, not some of the time, all the time. It will, but you got to get happy with it. Let me go back to my definition of rich. Happiness mm -hmm. is just such a blessing of the Lord, and it's just so wonderful. You had to train me. I buy people's meals all the time. I, I enjoy that, you know. And then one time Kathy said, Jesse, you know, we, we can pay for it. That's not the issue. But sometimes somebody want to be a blessing to you. As I told you, as much as you enjoy it, they enjoy it as well. Right. So And and uh, you kept insisting and wouldn't let them, and they were yeah, getting frustrated. To, yeah, they just want to be a blessing. Not that I was I'm pride if they can pay for it, but I thought, I, 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 well, can I be honest? I have so much. <laughs> I'm such a blessed it's man. It's not I got about you. that. I got you, but it's not about that. No, it's That's not. Right. You know, we serve a good God. Amen. And he loves to give to his kids. Amen. And we are supposed to be imitators of him. So he, he gives to us and allows us to do the same and give to others. Yeah. And I, that's very yeah, uh, rewarding. I shot Kathy one time. We were uh, preaching and uh, we, we flew and she had to go do something I don't in know what hotel. he's going to say again. And uh, so I went, to, I went to the little mall. It was a mall right next door. And uh, went to this store that she likes, and I bought her a purse. It was a red one. She liked red. You know? <laughs> Man, I had it all wrapped up. So what I did was when I, I was looking to see, and I think she went down to the pool or something. No, you went down no, there. I, they were driving get, me back. I was at a meeting. You was at a meeting. So, so I put Service. it, and I put it in the middle of the morning. bed, the purse. And when I came like back it. to the hotel. And so when I heard her coming in, I went in the bathroom or something like that. She said, "Hey, I'm I'm back." You know, she's coming. In. I said, "Okay." And I just waiting there, and I heard it go, ooh, I heard all kind of, ooh, and it was sitting there. <laughs> I saw I can tell you, I can't tell you no more, <laughs> but it was a great day, <laughs> praise God. She couldn't get over that thing. She said, it's exactly what the one I wanted. Well, the reason why I knew it, it was not because I got a, a word of knowledge from God. What happened was we were, two or three days before that, we walked by the store, and I think it was closed, but they had that purse in the window, or, you know, and she said, ooh, that thing's pretty. You know, that's a good looking person. That's all she said. And I, I remembered that, see? So I just want to be a blessing. That's what I mean by being the definition of rich. It made her happy. Wasn't the amount of money, it just made her happy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And when you understand, that's God's word. Right. Of course, she's never done that to me. I'm still oh, waiting. I'm always doing that for you. <laughs> I you know, knew I'd get a reaction you, on that. That's true. It's <laughs> never, that's got a little short memory when it comes to like, me doing things for him. But like it's never what? enough. What, what did you do <laughs> for I don't me? know. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> so you can't remember. Later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so when you understand this word, it will work. I love when Paul told that to Timothy. Now, I want to get to verse 20, and then we're going to close with this. He Did said, you read verse 19? 
Okay, no, I didn't. Let's, let's read verse 19. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Mm -hmm. Then he says, verse 20, O Timothy, can you, can you hear his love for this? He has in his voice for, spiritual for his spiritual son. son? Mm -hmm. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called which some professing have erred, erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. Would you read that in, in another translation? Yes. Verse 19 too. Verse 19 in the Passion Translation is what I have here. It says, it's talking about, well, in fact, I'm going to go back to 18 because so, okay. it introduces what right. 19 is saying. It says, remind the wealthy to be rich in good works of extravagant generosity, willing to share with others. This yeah. will provide a beautiful foundation for their lives and secure for them a great future as they lay their hands on the meaning of true life. Praise Isn't that Lord. beautiful? I love it. It says, so my son Timothy, don't forget all that has been deposited within you. Escape from the empty echoes of men and the perversion of twisted reasoning. Mm. For those who claim to possess this so-called knowledge have already wandered from the true faith. And that's Isn't something. that wonderful? And what is the true faith? What, that God richly give you all things to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if you are blessed, be a blessing. But don't, and, and, and maybe you don't have much, don't try to get close to somebody so they can give you something. Mm -hmm. You know, I want people to like me for who I am, not what I can give them. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you this much, I, I will listen to God yeah. when God tells me something. And don't get mad at me if you don't. You know, I think you it's, know? I was just thinking of a few minutes ago about how important it is to have uh, giving goals. Amen. And how there was a time in life where we couldn't give. I right. remember when I would go to do a, when you were preaching early in our ministry and I, I was I was at the church and there was a guest speaker that came by and I went to the product table and I, I couldn't, I didn't have $5 to spend at that That's table. Right. But I remember believing God and setting goals and things that, that I'd be able to do that one day. I'd be able to be a generous <laughs> giver. I'd be able to, oh, yeah. in fact, people come to my table many times I'll just give them sure. things that we have because I know what it's like to go up there and you not even have the, the price to pay for one item, sure. even a smaller yeah. priced item. See, but you have to have these giving goals and we've done that. You know, we had a desire to give and many times uh, the desire was there, but the finances weren't there. So that's where a faith project comes into play. I like to call them faith projects because we can believe God sometimes for an amount to give. I was just thinking about the time that we went to a local church and we just were in between churches for some reason. And then we went to, I think it was Charles Green's church there in New Orleans Charles East. Green, yeah. And we showed up and, and you went up. We didn't plan to go to the front. We sat in the back and we'd been in ministry probably 15 or 20 years by Easy. that time. And uh, you, uh, I remember the past, Pastor Charles Green, Charles Green called you up to the platform to say a few words to the people. And you, would, you didn't plan to say what came out, and you didn't even know if the church had a debt on it. But no. you started to say, I believe y'all need to change the name of this church. Of course, you got the attention of everybody in the room. Got to change this, the name of this church. <laughs> <laughs> and this church sat probably three or 4,000. It was a big auditorium. Yeah, it was called Faith Church. Faith Church back in the New Orleans area. And uh, anyway, uh, you said, you need to change the name of this church. And what was it? Faith Paid Off Church. Faith Paid Off the Church. The church went bananas. They grabbed it. They, they made T-shirts on it. T-shirts. We meet them at restaurants, and, and they have their new name and, of their church, and which is Faith off. Paid Off Church. 
And it was paid And they did. They off. paid it off within a year. In fact, you, you came in, you stood up. I don't know if it was that Sunday or another Sunday when mm -hmm. you came back. And you stood up and you said, you know, how many people in this church would love to give $1,000 to help pay off your church, but you just simply don't have the money? You know, it's just, just, just a faith project. You're believing for that. Would you please stand up? And I remember... They stood up and you counted, it was 15 people. 15 people. And you say, okay, I'm going to, we said, okay, we're going to pay your your $1,000. So we wrote a check that day for $15,000 $15, to the church. Now people wanted to stand up too again. Yeah, I went, yeah. oh, no, no, you had your chance. You had your chance. Yeah, see? No, no, but you. see, the word tells us that God provides seed to the sower. So if there's something that's on your heart, he's challenging you to believe. He will put that seed in your hand, and when you are obedient and sow that seed, yeah. then that opens up a way for harvest to come back to you. It's a multiplication project. Jesus told us in Luke 6, 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Amen. Press down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. And he says, for with all, whatever with you measure, measure you, measure, you with all, it's going to be measured back to you. That's the kingdom principle. So we believe that God gets seed to us so that he can bless us to be a blessing, which is fulfilling the Abraham covenant promise. Amen. You Amen. know, Kathy, that's a blessing. I, the thing that in verse 18 or something we said, who giveth us risky all things to enjoy. When I gave that 15000 now several people, I said, I said, no, sit yourself down. Yeah, the others you stood up. You had an opportunity. I said, no, no, I'm not going to let you use me. It's so important to respond. Right there. But the people started crying, the ones that stood, because they really wanted to. They I said, truly I'm give wanted it to, to help their church. And I gave the 15000 right there. Yes. So I, I said, no, I didn't give it. Well, we did. Each one, me and Kathy, <laughs> each one of you gave $1,000, so Pastor Green, this lady gave, but I'm giving it for them. Yes. I had one of the most phenomenal wonderful, for lack of a better way to say it, feelings. See, he gives you richly all things to enjoy. That's probably the best $15,000 I ever had in my life. Oh, no, brother, you gave it away. Oh, but it, I enjoyed I enjoyed it immensely. Number one, because I could. Number two, because I did. And number three, I saw it on the people's faces, what a blessing it was. You know, I was just thinking about something. You don't have to you hurry, know. baby. We're well, getting long. This is here. important, though. <laughs> I remember we were, I was trying to look for it, but I don't have it. But I remember the scripture that says, Paul says, remember the words of Jesus, oh, that it's more blessed. It's in the book of Acts. It's in the book of Acts. And Paul says, remember the words of Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Now, if you try to find that in the, in the Gospels, you it's won't find that. it. So there were, but there were many things that Jesus spoke that may not have been written in the, thing, in the uh, Gospels. But Paul knew Jesus' reputation, that he taught that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And that's, I think that's so powerful. It's really true. When Amen. you give, there's a warmness. Oh, it's there's a, a blessing, blessing that it, comes it because is. you're being used by God to meet the needs of someone else. And when you do that, we have the promise that it will be given back unto you, and then you'll be able to continually give again. It's a wonderful process. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a blessing of the I really enjoyed giving that 15th. I've done way more than that. And I mean, hurry up, Jesse. The okay, time's gotta hurry up. I gotta hear. And Kathy, <laughs> she's pulling it up. I know it. I, I did. I knew it was coming. You know. And uh, my wife <laughs> get a little long when she's been preaching on oh, this no. one. Oh so no, I think <laughs> you've taken up more minutes this one than, okay. than me. I mean, well, way I think ahead. it needs more minutes because yeah. so many people misunderstand finance. Mm -hmm. So today, I want to thank you. If you hadn't been able to give and you want to give, uh, we want to pray for you before we go off the boardroom chat. I gotta read one more testimony. Okay, no, no, wait, it's enough. We'll oh, hold no. it for next week. Yeah, we did. Give we me have your hand. I'm gonna pray. Mama, give me your hand. Okay. <laughs> Just give me your hand. I'm Thank you for sharing, and we do read them. Give me your hand. Them. Let me pray. <laughs> She's talking. We love She's the testimonies. Uh, Father, in Jesus' name, people want to be a blessing. Yes, Lord. So I ask you to put one. seed in their hand. Yes. And let them be the blessing to whatever they want to do with it.
Yes, you Lord. said the two of us agree. Yes, we Lord. decree we and agree. declare it today in the mighty name of Jesus. That this is the day the Lord hath made. Amen. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, In Jesus', Jesus name. So, Kathy, we're going to hold this to our next boardroom chat. Well, we'll probably have even more. Yeah, we could, we could actually it's continue no way on We this. could read all the wonderful testimonies yeah. you sent in, but we're so thankful that you do. Please share this post. Someone else needs to hear this so they can be free. What Amen. are you laughing about? You're talking, baby. You're talking. Anyway, until next time. I, let me put my hand over Kathy's mouth. But no. <laughs> until next time, this is Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. And remember, the definition, my definition, of riches, happiness. happiness. So be happy in the things that God has given you and be a blessing to someone today, okay? Yes. Have a great day. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.